Welcome back to season two of The Camp Guys, a show where we talk about the ins and outs of camp ministry. Our goal for this show is simple, to be a resource for anyone who works in camp ministry and to give everyone a behind the scenes look at how our camp keeps growing. Let's jump in to today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to the Camp Guys Podcast Season 2. I am Jay Oliver, the Executive Director, and I'm here with... Nate Flowers. Nate Flowers and... Sarah. Sarah, the producer here in the corner. Today in this episode, we're going to be talking about something that's going to light your fire, because it lights mine. Eight things that changed our camp this past summer. We went through a whole entire season, saw incredible growth, incredible fruit, over 400 first-time salvations for Christ, over 5,000 in attendance. But there was a couple little things that we did in our scheduling and just in our process that I believe raised the bar for us and changed who we are as a camp. So Nate, I'm going to lay these out there. I'm going to ask you to talk about them for a second, but I'm going to talk about them too. So the first thing I believe that changed our camp was our focus on leaders, our focus on leaders. So there's a couple things we did for our leaders. Nate, do you remember what they were? Well, there was one time we had a specific moment to give them what they all wanted. A massage at camp. They wanted a massage <laughs> Not at camp. kidding. We gave our leaders to our groups and stuff massages at camp. Because you know they time. need it. They needed it. We gave uh, free headshots yeah. by using the photography team that we had at camp. And we also gave uh, had leaders meetings uh, in the mornings that gave the opportunity not to focus on campy stuff. We didn't even talk about dates for next year. It was all about investment into the leaders. And no matter who you are listening to this podcast, here's something for you. If you you take care of the leaders, they, they'll take care of the kids. That's it. Now, if you're majority in individually based, I would take that and turn it around to you take care of parents, parents to take care of kids. Mom, I want to go home. You know, blah, blah. you got all this stuff going. Take care of those parents on the phone. Take care of those leaders while you're at camp. And man, they'll take care of the kids. So that was a huge priority from our upper staff. Just focusing on leaders. Take care of the leaders. They'll take care of kids. Y'all need to write that down. That's good. Number two, fear of death. Fear of death. What does that mean? Recreations that caused a rush. Recreations that whenever a kid did them, they didn't know if they were going to get hurt or if they're going to survive. Uh, we, mm. You know, we added a few things to our, this year. One was the mud run. Uh, oh, what's yeah. your favorite thing to see in a mud run, Nate? Oh, I uh, at the end of the mud run, there's a big, long V-bridge going across our uh, little waterfront area. And um, some people, they didn't quite realize how much that rope stretches down into the water. Yeah. <laughs> so they're yeah. halfway through and the thing starts slipping down on purpose, of course, designed yeah. that way. Yeah. And... That little fear element was a big hit. Yeah. So this guy from First Baptist Church Indian Trail came to our camp one time, and he told me that year that he, what kind of wrecks he liked. I said, man, what kind of wrecks do you like? He said, I want my kids to feel like they're about to die. And I was <laughs> shocked. I was shocked when he said that, but you know, it had a lot of value. And as kids are going through these mud runs or whatever, and we're going to talk about one more wreck element in a minute, which you'll see what we're talking about, but they didn't know, they weren't in their secure uh person that they normally are. They had to get out of their comfort zone, which I believe opened them up for spiritual conversations and spiritual development as well. Number three, take a seat, please. 
the more places you have to sit, the more places that spiritual conversations have an opportunity to happen. Mm-hmm. Now, some of you, you camps, y'all been around for 50,000 years, which is cool. Y'all got rocking chairs at every corner, which is cool. Us at Crowder's Ridge being around for five years, we didn't have that wisdom. But it's true. Uh, six two-by-fours makes a great bench. Uh, Nate, tell them some things we did this this before uh, camp started this year to increase seating capacity outside. Yeah, so we did uh, a big improvement right outside of our large worship space where we built the swings of fire. Fire. <laughs> it was just uh, six swings in a uh, hexagon shape in a fire pit there in the middle. And then all around the outside of that deck was more seating. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were a few areas like that that we intentionally created where we just added some swings. Yeah. And some of those areas yielded so much fruit. You could see before and after sessions, people stopping to talk. It created a spot where staff who were already walking along that road didn't have to go out of their way yeah. to see kids sitting there. And yeah. that creates a moment for a conversation to happen. We took uh, a couple of years ago, we took telephone poles, laid them on their side, uh, put them up uh, two feet off the ground, 18 inches off the ground, their benches all the way to our worship center, which is great. And I just really saw that as well as you this summer of, man, people just sitting. They're not sitting you know, on leaves or on rocks or on pavement. They have a seat and it causes more spiritual conversations. And we're all about as much impact as possible. Number four, 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 start with a bank. Uh, the launch party has become probably one of the most favorite things that we do at camp. Tell us, uh, give us a couple of years back on our on our launch party uh, creation here. What we did now. This, hang on, before you start, this is if they get here and they register from two to four, the launch party starts at four o'clock. It is the very first yeah. thing, other than putting your luggage in your room, is the very first thing they do at at camp. So take us back. How far can you take us back? Um, let's see. I go back to 2015. Uh, 2015, that year, uh, we did a launch party in the middle of our like downtown main hub of camp, if you will. Yep. Uh, we just had a big moment there. Uh, we shot off confetti. There was a little parade element where they introduced the staff. Um, yep. That was really cool. So that was just a big uh, kind of very short, quick moment yeah, to start to off. Minutes. Yeah, very quick. But it created a first impression. That's yeah. really what we were going for. Um and then 2016, I missed that year. But 2017, we had a brand new worship space. We had yep. just built a new building and see everyone gets excited about that. So we did a launch party in the building and we did the greatest showman theme, just a quick little mashup parody with people in costumes and it was like a great success and then this year was another moment just like that but they got to choose a few elements as a crowd by shouting it uh shouting it out what they wanted um so those were just a few things but it's a five to seven minute all immersive experience just to get the blood pumping to go to camp it's just the first like five to seven minutes don't think about this like the camp talent show that lasts three hours this is just a quick first impressions do not do a camp talent show anymore stop it take it out of your your lineup too many people has done it it's too predictable (laughs) unity fun 
And the spirit of this launch party lasts all week. Mm -hmm. It really sets the bar. Some of them have been more successful than the others, as in because you have different people every single week. But they all literally, I think, give away the the camp enthusiasm in which we we want to do. Number five, 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 the Battle Barn. Mm -hmm. Huge game changer in our camp. So what was the Battle Barn? The Battle Barn was an indoor recreation in our worship area. So that took some work from our staff people. Tell us a little bit what happens to get Battle Barn ready. Yeah, so we have our morning worship session. Um, so we'll have like a message happen that morning and at the very end they're dismissed. As soon as they're dismissed, uh, we have one or two teams come together and go ahead and pull away all the chairs. Mm -hmm. So that was 200 chairs uh, every single day that came up, got stacked up in a corner, and then we ended up setting up three different... Um, kind of elements to that. Uh, the biggest one was a big tire push element in the center, mm -hmm. um, which was made out of a ton of wood. We had a house framer build it. So it was really heavy, and yeah, really intense. Uh, but we basically built this element where um, kids are about eight to 10 feet off the ground. And we essentially ended up, uh, they scurried across the pole. <laughs> yeah, so I want you guys to all imagine three elements from bubble soccer to the tire thing to uh, jousting. Well, here's the advantages. Number one, it was in air conditioning. Mm -hmm. perk number two we was able to use our tech which means lighting sound and bring that environment up to even more competitive pumping it felt more like an american ninja warrior than yeah. anything we could do outside yeah so if you have a worship area and you probably have never thought about this before but if you have a worship area that's not a sacred cow uh to to your camp and you have flexibility with those uh pews or, or chairs that are in there i would really strongly you know encourage you to look into this you can look at our social media and see videos and stuff with the battle barn in there but being able to use your tech and the air conditioning to keep kids back inside for a little bit because right after our tribal times our rec times they're out outside for four hours yeah. you know so it's it, it's very common you know it, i think it's very helpful for us to do that and uh, it was just a great idea number six details 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 we did some leadership and student books this year that cost a ton of money, but it had an overkill of information in it. Nate, why do you think it was so valuable for us to kind of put as much information in those books as possible? Of uh, why? Why do you think? I mean, you're the ones that you you're the one that did the books. Yeah. Why I, do you think it was so important? I think the first thing was was that we wanted to alleviate a lot of the questions and random questions that should have been answered. Uh, we wanted to alleviate some of those before they're even asked. So from a guest experience place, we wanted them to be able to have their questions answered easily. Uh, so we put a lot more information in the book just to try to hammer the information forward. Yeah. And it's getting bigger because we're learning, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, every year is a new question, right? Everybody gets on your frequently asked questions on your website. Oh, that when you put that one on, you know, line. Yeah. Uh, number seven, live live video with the opportunity to reach an online audience as well. So this year, big, big, big expense. We spent almost $40,000 just on video equipment for our worship area, but we were able to launch that live mm -hmm. and offer an online camp experience for kids at home. Uh, Nate, any, any feedback on that? Uh, without going into a ton of details? Um, it was a great experience. What we 
we've learned and one thing that we're implementing next year is that if you really want to create an experience just for your online audience, then you have to have more uh, attention from staff specifically for that. So this year we learned a lot by not using the same staff to do both online and are in the room. And so we want to help create more specific staff uh, involvement in that online experience. I think one thing I learned last year by seeing what happened at kids camp and what happens in our student camps is we had to figure out a way if we're going to do live content and get it and try to get an online audience. Hopefully it's that kid in the bedroom, mm-hmm. you know, not not talking to anybody, but it's also mom and dad want, yeah. wanting to see what their kids are, are doing while they're at camp. How to engage that audience too, both of them at the same time, I think are key yeah. to grow in that, that side of our ministry. So yeah. if you guys are thinking about going live video, me and Nate's probably going to do a podcast on that in season two, because we, 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 we need to do it while we was fresh and what we learned, how much we spent, you know, what's the packages in which you could do that. A lot of information. Last one, number eight, big moments, create moments that are not about them. That are not about them. How did we do it? We did a prayer walk one night late. A lot of setup and tear down from our team. We had a missions focus. And guys, listen to this podcast. It was not just about an offering. It was, we we had them bring in hygiene kits. Do you remember how many we did? No, it was about a thousand kits that were packed up while they were here at camp. Yeah, so Compassion, um, who no, was it? We, we packed them for Convoy of Hope. Convoy of Hope, yeah. Yeah, so we had them bring in half the supplies. We provided the other half. So like they would provide three or four items. We provided three or four. Whenever they came in that particular late night, they packed it up themselves. And yeah. it was more than just taking up an offering. This was about an interactive thing that they could do. They felt a part of this. Yeah, great, great reviews. People were raving about it. At the end of the camp, I think the official number is 943. Okay. We took to a local homeless shelter and was able just to bless Miss Gibby is her name. <laughs> uh, anybody that comes into her homeless shelter, you know, we, we're going to be able to do that and convey a hope too. <laughs> uh, so here's what I want to end this podcast with. Every year we try to raise the bar for our camp ministry. Every year. I mean, we're, we're already thinking about 2020 right now. I'm sure some of you guys are too. So what are you you going to do next we want you to send all your secrets to us i'm just kidding what are you going to do next i've been telling our staff this we're not going to try to raise the bar next summer we're going to delete it we want to keep some things that are trustworthy and recognizable but then we want to organize some of the other things and we may or may not get into that but here's my advice to all you guys don't be predictable how do you raise the bar you delete it change things up we hope you've enjoyed this podcast if you have any questions or comments where can they email us nate they can email us at podcast at crowdersridge.com do it we love to hear from you guys and if you want to be on the show just email that address because we'd love to have you because this is about being a resource that we never had and we want to be a resource to you and just puke our brains out on camp ministry with you guys and we love for you to pour your puke in too all right have a great day we'll see you next time here on the camp guys thanks for joining us for today's episode To view show notes or any resources that we talked about in this episode, you can visit crowdersridge.com slash podcast or check the link in the description. If you have a question that you'd like answered on air or a suggestion for our show, you can email us at podcast at crowdersridge.com. We'd love for you to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. This really helps us grow and continue to reach more people. 
We'll see you next time.